IRS problems are scary, but they don't have to be. Travis Watkins has been helping troubled taxpayers with customized plans to negotiate with the IRS and stop immediate threats to their livelihood so they can get a good night's sleep again since 1999. Now, here's Travis. Hi, everyone. Uh, it's Travis Watkins. I'm talking today about... And what we've been talking about the last few days, which is how to get your transcripts from the IRS in order to uh, kind of diagnose the nature and extent of your own tax problem. And as we've talked about a couple of days ago, you are able to get some limited transcripts on your own through irs.gov. And you go on that site, you look at uh, transcript delivery, on that site and you need to put in your adjusted uh, gross income off of there, the AGI, which you can get that from your last tax return if you have it and you plug that in. You also need to plug in the home address that shows up on your tax return. That's an important part of it. And once you've got those two things in, you can grab several important types of transcripts with um, the IRS. And I was going to walk you through a few of those here today uh, just so that you can kind of get a good look at those. And at the very end here, we're going to show you some real interesting good stuff that you're going to need as far as answering the question for yourself, how long can the IRS uh, come against me for a uh, past due tax? So I'm going to show you how to do that as well. So uh, I'll try not to bore you here with all the details. I'm going to fly through these fairly quickly and I'll try to get back on screen here so that you don't get too bored. But uh, let me switch back over to the uh, desktop here so you can see what we're looking at. Alright, hopefully you can see that. Yeah. Uh, let me show you this transcript here. What I'm looking at on screen is what's called an account transcript with the IRS and these are things that you can get through that irs.gov um, <clears throat> website with the delivery system of transcripts once you put in your AGI and your last known address. You're also going to have to of course put in your uh, social security number but you can choose from uh, the selections here account transcript and that's what this looks like. It's for Form number 1040 for individual tax returns, and you plug in the numbers uh, of the tax years that you want to look at, uh, up to 10. And uh, this example here is for uh, tax year 2014. We've blacked out the identification numbers uh, and the spouse identification numbers of this particular taxpayer to protect their privacy here. But you can see this is everything really that the IRS uh, has on this taxpayer for that individual tax year. Has an account balance of $34,023 in this case. Accrued interest of $1,870. It has some penalties in there, $2,756. And the account balance, you know, as of the date that we pulled this particular one, October 8, 2018, has a balance of $38,650.49. 
And that's pretty helpful for figuring out what you owe for a particular uh, tax year according to the IRS. Of course, now <laughs> this may come as a shock to you, but they're not always right. And, uh, you know, but this is a starting point for at least finding out what the IRS thinks that you may owe with uh, the service there. It also has some um, helpful information there, has the filing status that the IRS has for that particular year for you, your adjusted gross income, taxable income, things off the tax return, in other words. And then you start getting into some, um, you'll see there off to the left, some different types of codes there. And a lot of them you can kind of figure out on your own. Other ones you might have to look up. Uh, you can Google most of these things. <clears throat> Just look at transcript code um, 150, for instance, and that's tax return uh, filing dates that they have there. Um, then they've calculated uh, the payment that this particular taxpayer made with the tax return when they filed it on June 8, 2015. Uh, the, the tax return, this is interesting because we, we just looked up there, um, they're saying that they owe $38,000. The tax return uh, for that year that the taxpayer filed showed um, about $7,000. So we'll need to kind of figure out what happened there. There was a payment with the return, as I mentioned, for $1,000 and some penalties and some more penalties for late payment of uh, the tax. And interest, of course, you know, the IRS always going to charge interest whenever there's a balance due. <clears throat> and then later, June the 25th, they paid the rest of what they thought was owed there of $6,100, roughly after applying that $1,000 payment with the return. Uh, let's go down here. Then here in about June of 2017, this is important, there's a miscellaneous penalty um, here, an accuracy-related penalty of $8,036. And what that means is, um, we can go back up here, it's, it's interesting to note that this particular taxpayer filed an amended return uh, back in 2016. So, sorry to kind of jump all over the place here, but they filed the return June of 2015. Then in June of, excuse me, in May of 2016, about a year later, they filed an amended return, and that must have set off. All this stuff is showing me that they... Uh, the IRS picked up an audit. That's what accuracy-related penalties. So the, the audit was picked up sometime in here after the amended return was filed, more than likely. Um, that set off an audit. And now there's additional uh, tax being assessed by that audit of, whoa, about forty grand, four, $40,178. And, of course, when they assess additional tax against you, they're going to, again, do some more penalties and interest, um, interest charged for not paying that amount that they didn't know that they needed to pay <laughs> in, the, uh, in the audit. <clears throat> then it looks like an installment agreement was set up very soon 
after uh, probably right alongside the audit there and scrolling down further they went ahead and made a payment about uh, August of 2018 of $10,000 towards that and we got some penalties removed there you'll see that uh, reduced or removed miscellaneous penalties on June the 12th of 2017, $8,036. That's, you know, nothing to, uh, it's better than a, a swift kick, as they say. Um, but that's kind of what happened there um, with this particular taxpayer. Um, and, and again, they owe, you know, in the 30000 range still. Um, but they've got a installment agreement set up to pay that. Yeah, let's see, about $38,000 still left over. All right, so that's the account transcript in a nutshell with the IRS. Uh, let's skip further here to the next type of transcript that you can get with the IRS. <clears throat> this one's called a wage and income transcript. It's another drop-down on the irs.gov transcript delivery system. Um, this one in particular, we requested that um, just recently, December of 18 in this case. We've blacked out again the uh, taxpayer's uh, sensitive information for you. I just wanted to walk you through what these things kind of look like. And these are important because a lot of people come to us, as we've mentioned, without um, tax returns filed. And the IRS won't even talk to you until, let me go back <laughs> off screen here so that uh, you can at least see me talking. Um, this is important because at least one tax return it typically uh, is unfiled at the time that a client comes to see us and I would venture to guess that that trend is going to continue with taxpayers uh, if they have uh, tax problems it's because they haven't filed tax returns or they don't have all their tax returns filed at the time uh, that they want to uh, start negotiating with the IRS and the IRS won't start negotiating with you until you get those filed so if you don't have them filed and you haven't kept all your uh, W-2s, for instance, or you haven't uh, kept all your 1099s if you're an independent contractor or a small business owner, a Schedule C, as they call it, um, wage earner, then you might want to make this type of a transcript request. And um, again, here's what it looks like. Get off the blue screen there. Um, so here's what it's looking like. Uh, they've listed $4,925. That's what the IRS shows as wages that were paid. Uh, there was some federal income tax withheld there. Some Social Security wages also, $4,925. Um, that appears to be the extent of this taxpayer's wages is through Social Security. They did withhold some tax. Um, skipping down here this this one's a, a pretty good one to look at here because this taxpayer has what's called w2g's being filed by the irs w2g is 
government speak for uh, a wage report G for gambling and so it's saying the winner's taxpayer identification number the winner um, has some gross winnings here of $2,117 from slot machines one on July 1st of 2016 and they um, skipping down a little bit further there was no income tax withheld there so to the IRS that looks like straight income and and it's to be noted there since the the IRS is only shown on this particular tax payer that uh, there's only four thousand dollars worth of uh, social security wages um, clearly there hasn't been a return yet filed um, or these gross winnings um, reported to the IRS and we'll talk later about uh, gross winnings and you know diminishing those up to the amount you know with with losses in other words what it cost to uh, to to win that two thousand one hundred seventeen dollars um, in, a, in a later at a later time but just know this is this is where you get the um, all the income that the IRS wants to see on your tax returns if you haven't filed them yet uh, skipping down a bit further here um, another w2g for $2,895 there was some income tax withheld on this slot machine uh, when <clears throat> which happened May 29th 2016 about uh, Memorial Day must have been a fun Memorial Day um, skipping down more W2G's gross winnings of 1425 no income tax withheld slot machines 530 of 16 skipping down more $8,000 on a W2G, uh, $8,311 to be exact. No federal income tax withheld from the slot machines, 1227 to 16, a couple days after Christmas. Spend a little Christmas money there. Skipping down more, you, you're getting the point here. Um, gross winnings and whether or not federal income tax has been withheld, when it happened, and uh, typically what uh, type of gaming was <clears throat> involved. And that's a pretty uh, popular um, and, and not overly unique thing uh, here in Oklahoma for taxpayers to have uh, these W2Gs reported. So this is where it's all showing up. Uh, let me keep skipping down here. Lots of W2Gs on this particular person. And hopefully they've got um, <clears throat> some type of documentation to show uh, that there were losses up to the amount of those uh, gross winnings. Can't remember um, in particular if they did or not. Uh, let's skip down here. Lots and lots of W2Gs. Sorry about that. Um, okay different type of <coughs> report here. Um, this one is for mortgage interest, Form 1098. Those are also reported by your mortgage company <coughs> to the IRS on that 1098 form. Shows here mortgage interest uh, received by the taxpayer, 9,143. Those are also things that uh, are important for um, for filing your returns. I want to, you'll be able to uh, deduct your mortgage interest as well. <clears throat> All right. So uh, 
that's pretty much in a nutshell what a wage and income transcript looks like here. And let's skip down now to the third type of transcript, and that's the tax return transcript. And this one uh, is used probably less and less frequently uh, for tax problems, but what it is, let me just show you kind of what it looks like. Um, <clears throat> It's really what your last tax return or if a tax return was filed for this particular year, which let's find out what year that was. That's the tax period ending December 31st, 2016 for this particular um, taxpayer. And it just shows you all the line items of what a tax return <clears throat> will show, the wages, salaries, and tips, taxable income out of that. Um, any refunds there, alimony, uh, business income, none here. Remember the, the wages here were just, you know, solely for um, Social Security as they had it reported. Um, there's a pension there. Social Security benefits. Um, also a part of this taxpayer's uh, return. Um, <laughs> other income, they did list, probably this is where some of the gambling winnings went in there. And total income for this taxpayer, 99000 right under $100,000. That's probably pretty accurate based on what we saw on the wage income transcript. So just be aware, if you need uh, to, to know uh, what your tax return said uh, for any given year, of course you can uh, request the actual copy if you can't get it, say, from your accountant. Um, you can request this. I think it's $50 with the IRS to get the actual, um, what the actual return looked like, including any signatures or electronic verification of filing. But if you just want to know what the line item numbers are, this one free and you can get that through the uh, the taxpayer transcript delivery system <clears throat> that we looked at over um, on the IRS website all right very good let me uh, switch back on camera here real quick we're gonna look at one last um, transcript here in just a second but um, that kind of walks you through what what we've got um, that the taxpayer can get on their own, assuming that the IRS is open uh, and the, the transcript delivery system is working. But hopefully that gives you a little bit of help and um, familiarizes, I guess you'd say, yourself with the uh, transcript system. Let me switch back here because this one's really important. Um, We mentioned the other day that um, the IRS can, um, cannot, come after you forever. Uh, and so this is a very interesting type of transcript, and I'm going to show you how to get it. It is not available on the transcript delivery system that, uh, that we've looked at on IRS.gov. And I'll show you how to get it, but I want 
to familiarize you with it here. It's called the M-Fault, I-M-F-O-L-T. And I think that means like uh, individual master file online transcript, I think is what that stands for. And oh, that redaction's not fantastic. So let me scroll past that a little bit. I've got highlighted here something that's very important. Let me let me show you what that is. Um, you'll see down by uh, once you get past the um, individual um, identifier type information there, a little section called next C said. And in this particular instance, it says 9-15-2013. And what that means is CSED is the collection statute expiration date. And that's the answer to a lot of people's question about can the IRS come after me forever. This is the IRS's own uh, calculation. And I'm going to <laughs> preface that again with, again, they're not always right on these things. Sometimes uh, they make mistakes on these and they have to be tallied by hand um, by a tax professional because there's a ton of things that can start and stop this CSED collection statute expiration date from running. But generally speaking, the IRS is bound to uh, this this next and last CSED, the, the last CSED is really the one <clears throat> that you're most interested in. It just so happens in this particular case that they are one and the same, September 15th of 2013 for this very old MFOLT transcript that I'm showing you uh, here as an example. But that would be the last day that the IRS could come after this particular taxpayer for, um, I haven't blacked out, um, for this particular tax period. Um, which looks to be, well, I shouldn't say that. Can't really tell since I've got it all blacked out here. I think this was a 2002 <clears throat> tax um, account uh, balance, which is roughly, you know, 10 years from the date that it would have been due, which would have been uh, around April 15th of 2003, because of course, you know, um, your tax return isn't due until at the April 15th following uh, the year at issue. So looks like this taxpayer probably um, paid or, or filed their return somewhere around the extension date, uh, you know, September 15th of 2003. <clears throat> so big, important deal there because collection statute expiration date is, is the total money ball. They can't come after you after that date. Um, next question that often arises is, hey, can I just wait this thing out? And maybe you can, maybe you can't. If it lands into an IRS revenue officer's queue, for instance, and they get pretty aggressive on these things as it uh, gets closer to that collection statute expiration date, um, you may not be able to survive uh, the, the long enough without collection activity to get you past that that date. But generally speaking, that's the one. And this is only available really to the to the taxpayer 
uh, either by calling the IRS directly, um, which brings up a really great thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you can call the IRS about these types of things, the transcript in particular. A lot of people are worried about getting their transcripts from the IRS, even in that uh, online delivery system that we've talked about so much uh, on irs.gov. Look, this does not set off any red flags. You are entitled to your transcripts. Um, the folks that work in the departments that that uh, send off these IMF MFOLT tax modules, for instance, don't have a direct line to collections per se, a button <laughs> that they can push to uh, <laughs> release the dogs. So, yes, you should go get your tax um, transcripts, uh, your account transcripts, your MFOLT transcripts here, and I'm going to show you how to do them. And of course, we do do them um, here at my office, um, and we have some proprietary software that, that you know takes all this stuff and puts it together um, in one tidy, nice place. But if you were to do it manually, this is how you do it. All right. How do you get these things? Um, I've put together a Freedom of Information Act request for you, and I'll just kind of walk you through it. There's nothing magical really about this other than just a couple of things that I will uh, point out to you along the way. This one in particular is for the taxpayer Don Trump at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C., 12345. Um, I do recommend sending these, uh, there's a fax number here, but uh, sending them uh, regular mail as well, kind of a belt and suspenders approach. But have your return address there. The fax number is 877-891-6035. Um, scanning operation, that's the uh, IRS disclosures office. Scanning operation dash stop 93A, and that's P.O. Box 621-506 in Atlanta, Georgia, zip code 30362-3006. And uh, you might want to come back and, and look at this uh, video um, to, to get these uh, these fragments of, of the letter to put together for yourself, but um, in a nutshell, we're making a request pursuant to the Freedom of Information Act and Privacy Act of 1974 for taxpayer Don Trump. Uh, need to put the social security number in there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, for your social security number. Uh, type of tax is 1040, that's an individual tax. And you need to put what tax periods you're doing. You can combine several in these types of FOIA requests. 2009, 2010, 2011 tax periods for this particular example. And say, dear sir or madam, under the Freedom of Information Act 5 U.S.C. Section 552, the Privacy Act and Inter Internal Revenue Code Section 6103 at SEC, I am requesting the following information. Number one, MFOLT, that's that I-M-F-O-L-T transcript stored on electronic media to be, to be produced in hard copy for all available years. Um, the next one 
is S-U-M-R-Y transcripts stored on electronic media to be produced in hard copy for all available years. Just know that's a, another type of um, uh, transcript that you can get that summarizes. It's a summary transcript, as you might uh, guess there from S-U-M-R-Y. Um, I want the S-M-U-R-Y transcript stored on electronic media to be produced in hard copy for all available years. And number three, B-M-F-O-L-T, that's B-M-F-O-L-T transcript stored on electronic media to be produced in hard copy for all available years. And under our under IRC section 610, I'm requesting the information for myself. That's important. You need to let them know that you're doing it for yourself and not for some other taxpayer, that you are not a taxpayer representative, for instance, uh, requesting it for someone else. Then you need to say I'm willing to pay a maximum fee of $50 to attain the information. By the way, they never... Uh, in my experience, have ever uh, charged that. They're going to uh, redact plentifully on things that don't really matter for purposes of what we're doing here. As long as the C said, that last C said's in that MFOLT transcript, you're good to go. Um, However, the first two hours of search time and first 100 pages of duplication shall be furnished without charge. Therefore, I have not enclosed any payment accompanied with this letter as my request should not exceed the free time parameter. If the IRS determines that a charge is necessary, I will pay any costs associated with the request. The information should be sent to the following address, Don Trump, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Washington, D.C., 12345, or your, uh, don't send it like that, um, that's just an example, I'm being sarcastic. Um, have your taxpayer information in there where you want them to send the FOIA. Furthermore, I wish not to review or inspect the records before they're submitted in accordance with the Freedom of Information Act. I'm requesting the information in order to determine the payments credited under my taxpayer account. If you have any questions, please call me at whatever your number is there. Thank you for your time and cooperation. Sincerely, Don Trump. And again, you can fax this and it's just as good as uh, sending it in the mail, but I do recommend going ahead and sending it in the mail. Um, if it doesn't come for a week or two, don't freak out. Uh, I would say if it's been 14 days or longer, you might go ahead and refax your request in. Make sure that you get a fax confirmation for that um, or resend it via mail. All right, very good. Um, so we've kind of walked through several different types of transcripts here today. I hope those have been helpful for you in getting your own information here. And of course, as I mentioned, we can do it for you. Um, we do everything here for um, investigation of a ta of you know many different tax years if you owe more than one, and we do that all for a fixed fee. You can call 1-800-721-7054 if you'd like to talk to a representative about us doing all this for you. Um, some of these things uh, and more are outlined in my uh, book that you can get uh, for no charge, and that's at uh, TravisWatkinsBook.com. You'll see it there uh, underneath my, my picture there here on the live broadcast. And uh, thank you for watching this thing, and we'll talk to you soon.